0: Everybody doing today? As always, I'm Brad. That's Mike. We're Dallas Geek. Mike, how are yes, you doing? Yes, we are.
1: Oh, you know, Brad, I'm. I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds fair.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, de- dealing with the uh, dealing with the wiles of work and whatnot. So, yeah.
0: the age of working in the middle of a plague always always yes
1: is that is that what we're going with
0: yeah that or just you know modern corporate america take your pick is that what we're going to tell ourselves so that we can try to sleep at night i mean corporate america in general is bullshit so i mean it feels appropriate right (laughs) (laughs) uh but seriously guys um Thank you for joining us today. If this is your first time uh, checking us out, uh, thank you so much for that. Um, obviously, you found our audio exclusive side of the podcast, uh, which you and for can that, find. Sorry, yeah. Well, you can find <laughs> more of our audio exclusives along with the audio from all of our live shows and uh, interviews. Here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you would like to check out the videos from our uh, live shows and if I can talk today, live shows and uh, interviews, you can check those out over on YouTube and Facebook because, you know, social media.
1: (laughs) Social media. If I've, yeah. if I've never heard anything more appropriate, it's social media. <laughs> so Mike, what are we talking about today? Uh, let me uh, let me see here Checks notes Nintendo
0: <laughs> Oh yes. Nintendo. So for those of you who have checked out the other audio exclusives uh, for our show, recently, you've probably noticed that video games have started to become a, uh, a new favorite topic of ours to be able to uh, discuss, and today Nintendo seemed very appropriate, since for the past year-ish, uh, Sony and Microsoft have been getting all the attention. So, we might as well bring it back to the originators of all of this and talk about why they have been the originators, why they are continue uh, continuing to be the innovators, and, you know, why they are awesome. And, in Mike's opinion, the best.
1: They are the best. They are the best gaming company out there. Everybody else can suck it. Although. Yeah. I mean, if... I do like the, Xbox and... And and PlayStation. I do like my Xbox and PlayStation. I do. I will admit that. Yeah, I mean, no, if I any would.
0: of them wanted to ever sponsor us, we, we aren't going to say no to either of the three. I mean, uh, oh, we, shit, we, no. we, we, we are equal opportunity suck-ups.
1: That's right. We are equal <laughs> opportunity whores. Yes, we are.
0: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Microsoft was the original. Uh, Well... The original that counted. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. technically... Wasn't Atari the first? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, no, no. Sorry. Uh, technically, <clears throat> Atari came in second. Nintendo's uh, Color TV series uh, came out at the same time as the Home Pong, which was officially before the Atari 2600. Fair
1: clearly i have my research up <laughs> yes but somebody's, yeah uh clearly somebody's taking an open note test right now
0: <laughs> i mean isn't that the only way to do it these days yes i mean i i, I thought taking a closed note test these days was for suckers <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, whether the teacher allows you to use your notes or not yeah that's why Excuse multi-monitor me. computers are a wonderful thing have the yep. school stuff and the test stuff up on one screen have your notes on the other and nobody's ever the wiser
1: sure let's go with that man
0: well, yeah, no. but with that oh by the way just because I know Kyla don't kill us for saying that I, we, we know you'll probably want to uh, be a bit offended that's okay I'm not worried. Let's be honest.
1: (laughs) You're fine. If I'm not worried,
0: you shouldn't be. But seriously, though, um, Nintendo, about the same time as Atari, uh, started coming up Mm -hmm. with the idea that uh, these amazing arcade video games needed to be scaled down and brought into the home, and so back in the early 70s, uh, Atari... And Nintendo, along with, you know, Magnavox, uh, started coming out with some options for the public. And, well, Nintendo was the massive winner with 1.5 million consoles sold for their Color TV game series, uh, compared to Atari's 150,000 and Magnavox's 330,000. So. I mean, I, I would mention the, was it Colco, uh, with one million for their Telstar, but, I mean, they kind of dropped off a little while after, so I don't know if they fully count. W- would you would you count them, Mike? No. No, I would not. That's fair. So, yeah, no, Nintendo started, uh, they figured out how to do the home consoles right, And since then, they have continued to bring in some of the newest and most innovative technology into their consoles before everybody else. And in the modern console era, uh, when Microsoft and Sony are focusing exclusively on who can get the higher resolution, who can get more frames per second, um, Nintendo is continuing to try to innovate with gameplay mechanics and... Uh, controller layouts and system options and they are still the most unique offering on the market today so yeah, Mike, I, what, what got you into Nintendo
1: uh well I mean like any any kid of our age I guess you would say um
0: Sure. Let, let's keep calling us ourselves kids. I, I feel like that—that's <laughs> that, less depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Only a little though. You know. I say kids of our age, and then later today I'm gonna go do my taxes. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, but let's not think too hard about that one right now.
1: <laughs> but just remember, don't claim them, don't claim them, Stimmy, so you can get them again, kids.
0: <sighs> but going on. Yeah, didn't Nintendo. say that.
1: Yeah, don't to <laughs> so, to me, I think Nintendo, I mean, obviously growing up, you had the NES, you had the SNES, which I was alive for both of, to shock to some of our listeners out there. Um, for me, no, it was the games, it was Mario, no, it was Star Fox, that. it was, yeah, right? <laughs> um, you know, especially on the Super Nintendo, I think Nintendo to me, Nintendo has always had the best first party titles. Um, you know, just going through a quick off the top of my head, the Mario series, the Metroid series, the Zelda series, which have all been going strong. Well, strong ish since, Mm -hmm. um, the days of the super Nintendo donkey Kong country. Um, you know, for me, like I said, it was always the games that kind of sucked me in. Um, And then as I got older, uh, it was the innovation, like how Nintendo never rested on their laurels and they always kind of reinvented themselves and the wheel with every console generation and how something from almost every console generation stuck and became like a norm in the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and I I do have to say that it is genuinely astonishing when you look at where the video game industry was, uh, thanks to Atari, actually. Um, well, Atari and even uh, Magnum Box to their. Small, small extent. You know, uh, when the mm-hmm. Atari Twenty Six Hundred sold thirty million units, and the Magnavox Odyssey, uh, version two, only sold two million. But still, um, you know, w- with Atari essentially cratering the video game industry because of some very poorly thought-out, low-quality games. Uh, well, having... you're gonna tell
1: me, you're gonna tell me that the ET game doesn't stand
0: the test of time. <laughs> I mean. Everybody keeps going back to that fucking E.T. game, but if you really look at Atari's lineup uh, from, you know, the uh, 70s into the 80s, they all kind of sucked. I mean, there were some great Atari games at first, but once they started figuring out that they could push out a new game in a matter of months and... Uh, some even in a matter of weeks for development and just keep on cycling that through and they could keep making money off of that because people are going to buy it. I mean, you got some real shit. So, uh, yeah, E.T. was the final straw, but E.T. couldn't have cratered the market if Atari hadn't already brought themselves down to a level that, you know, a swift kick to the nuts was enough to take out the whole thing.
1: That's fair, but let's let's. How many of those games have entire landfills in the desert filled with <laughs> copies of their cartridge? Well, yeah, which but, is not an urban legend. That is actually true.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, and uh, there's actually <laughs> uh, there's actually a, a documentary on Netflix about the video game industry that mm-hmm. talks to the developer of ET uh, and actually he talks about why that whole thing happened the way it did and that you know he was already coming off of massive burnout when this came up he did not intend for the game to be this way and and everything it's great story i i'd I'd highly recommend people going to check it out but um i mean still it, it was a problem and when you crater an entire industry like that as hard as they did uh, and the NES nope. is was able to single-handedly save the industry and bring it back by selling 61.91 million units. Total. I mean that that was an impressive feat.
1: praise be unto Nintendo. Nintendo is our overlord. Yeah. I mean, look, the
0: bringing in eight-bit graphics with the NES, uh and then uh sixteen bit graphics with the uh SNES. Uh you had some really innovative stuff happening. Uh I, I just I mean granted, yes, Sega got to the sixteen bit uh graphics first and I was a Sega kid growing up, so I I, I always preferred that over, you know, the uh, Super Nintendo, the NES, even back to the Famicom, oh, Brad, whatever. That's still. that's
1: why that that's why you're an idiot.
0: Now, well, I mean, we had Sonic, and the better version of Mortal Kombat. I'm just saying. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> what else did you have? Oh, that's it. Oh, okay, you're done. Wow. Oh, all right. Wow. Good hey, talk. Hey,
0: our games were allowed to have fake blood in them. <laughs>
1: Our games were for, allowed to have fake blood in them for wow. kids
0: uh, in the '90s. That that was everything. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, they they pushed. So while Sega brought in the 16-bit graphics and they did a lot with them. Uh, In fairness, the uh, Super Nintendo pushed the limits of what those 16-bit graphics could do. Um, And they did it in ways that were legitimately different than Sega. So uh, you saw the influence of those entire graphics uh, progress once you got to the N64 and the GameCube all the influences from uh, the Super Nintendo were still being seen because the methods uh, and the art style were still present. Whereas, you look at Sega, the second they went from Sega Genesis to the Saturn and then later to the Dreamcast, they completely uh, revamped their entire graphics uh, style and programming process from scratch for both systems. So, Nintendo ha- had, has always had a through-line for how they make games that has given a certain level of consistency to every new system of theirs. Which, I mean, longtime fans appreciate that, and it gives that uh, buy-in with every new console.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, too, Nintendo had... Well, just... This is like fucking Murderer's Row... Like, just listen to this run of games that they had from 91 till about 95. All on the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Donkey Kong Country, Super Metroid, Super Mario Kart, Yoshi's Island, Super Bomberman, F-Zero, Super Mario World, Earthbound, Super Mario RPG, Kirby Superstar, Star Fox, Super Mario All-Star, Secret of Mana, Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Uh, Super Punch-Out, Super Street Fighter 2, uh, Contra 3, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, uh, God, Jesus Christ, Super Castlevania, Kirby's Dream Country, uh, Kirby's Dream Course, uh, Mega Man X, Tetris Attack, like these were all in a four to five year span, Final Fantasy 6, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, uh, Kirby's Dream Land, and so on and so forth, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, Stunt Race, FX, Doom, Illusion of Gaia. And
0: let's not forget that, you know, the Sega Genesis was released in Japan in 88, came out in North America in 89. And no. then in 89, uh, Nintendo decided to release their first, the first ever portable game system with the Game Boy. Which completely changed the landscape for gaming uh, from then on because yeah you had that those glorious 16-bit graphics with the Genesis and you know a year uh, when was that a couple years later uh, in 92 you know you you had the uh, SNES release uh, with their 16-bit graphics but I mean 8-bit graphics for portable uh, was incredible Um, and then, I mean, yeah, everybody wants to knock the Virtual Boy in 95, but they were the first ones to actually try 3D graphics at the time, uh, in any serious way. Um, and then, uh, come back around in 96, you had the Game Boy Pocket, you know, trying to take Mm -hmm. that 4AA battery, uh, hog that was the Game Boy, (laughs) and bring that down to pocket size, and... Could survive on two AAAs. I mean, yep. that you talk about innovating, and then you know, uh, just two years after that, Game Boy Color. I, I mean, yep. they continued to push the limits for what you could do, and then you know, come around. Uh, and yeah, Sega tried their portable systems. Uh, with the game gear game and that, Gear that, that was fine honestly but you know it never I never really have. I still have a functioning game gear the game gears power never lasted and you know nope. you, you go one step further than that with their um, uh, what what was their uh, their other portable system um, the one that could actually do Genesis uh,
1: cartridges yeah, it doesn't matter it wasn't as cool as the game gear. Wow. (laughs) Game Gear was awesome. I mean, yeah, it it was actually. I mean, Uh, you know, battery life was all of about two minutes, but, you know, on six AA batteries.
0: Yeah, but I mean... You, uh, you look at that and you, uh, compare that to then, uh, you know, all of the multiple, uh, portable options that, uh, Nintendo gave you. Because it wasn't just their, uh, Game Boy series. They had, you know, uh, some smaller, uh, little ones with, you know, the, uh, the Tamagotchi, uh, knockoff of Pocket Pikachu. And then, you know, Pocket Pikachu 2 later. And, uh, they, they had their, uh... Uh, what was it, the, uh, the licenses with other companies for uh, the other lower-end uh, games. Uh, but then you c- uh, come around with in 2001 with the Game Boy Advanced uh, that was pulling full 16-bit graphics and was uh, essentially a portable Super Nintendo with what it was capable yep. of. I mean, yeah, that, uh, that was at the time of, you know... Uh, the bigger consoles, you know, the the N sixty four, the Sega Saturn, and then uh early GameCube times, but that portable uh, power, you didn't see that. Like they, they were pushing the limits of hardware.
1: Yeah, which is which is really funny because everybody always dogged on their after the after the sixty four and from the GameCube and on, they always got dogged on by the gaming community for their home software being too underpowered. Um, however, it did always cost about a hundred bucks cheaper than the competitor. So you know let's not let's not overlook that. Um, but, you know, people also forget how like good the GameCube actually was. Like those little mini discs aside, like that was actually a powerful little system that kind of got overlooked. Um mm-hmm. You know, a couple different things that the GameCube did land was it did land the Metroid Prime series, which saw the Metroid franchise go to a first-person shooter, and oh holy shit, it like, won so many Game of the Year awards, when everybody was literally just losing their minds about Metroid becoming a first-person game. Uh, it did see the exclusivity rights with the Resident Evil franchise, so they basically got all of the Resident Evil's does. Zero, the original remake, the two remake. Well, not the two remake, but the two remaster. Um, and then the game that is still, to me, one of the most influential third person shooters ever was Resident Evil 4. That was a GameCube exclusive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know.
0: But I mean, uh, you go even past that and you start looking at uh, some of the more. Uh, you know, modern uh, versions with the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch. And compare that to what you have with the, uh, the PS3, the Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PS4 uh, as their competition. And, you know, both uh, Sony and Microsoft were trying to push traditional uh, controllers. When the Wii started pushing uh, mobile controllers, motion controllers, which then, uh, both consoles, uh, decided to come in and try to emulate with much lower success, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, You mean,
1: you mean, mean, uh, the Kinect and the PlayStation Move? No, those weren't complete ripoffs. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, the Wii U comes Mm -hmm. in with, you know, what, in fairness, was kind of a clunky control, uh, interface, but then we saw what that was actually leading to with the Switch, and Switch. that is one of the most popular uh, game systems on the market today. Actually, beating out sales for the Xbox One.
1: Damn it! You beat me to my point.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Xbox One sold. is only coming in around uh, you know just okay. under forty-seven uh, million, where the Switch uh, currently is uh, you know just uh, below sixty-one and a half million. Yep. Today. Uh, I mean, granted, the PS4 outsold both of them, um, almost combined, but still, uh, you know, Sony's marketing's pretty damn impressive. But still, I mean, there's something to be said about what the Switch was able to accomplish.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, let's also think the Switch has only been out for about, uh, I think it's the four-year anniversary in March, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So it's only been out for four years, and they've already moved 61 million units, which is fucking insanely impressive but the thing that also gets overlooked a lot is Nintendo's innovation and how the market kind of I don't want to say Nintendo dictates what the video game industry does but if you go back and you look through the history of the consoles how many things nowadays are the standard because of what Nintendo introduced like well, the 64 having both the Rumble Pack and the expansion pack for the console and for the controller. I mean, they uh, definitely so dictate overbook. the okay. innovations. Yeah, I mean, sorry, first first controllers to have rumble in them were 64 controllers with the Rumble Pack. First mm-hmm. console that you can expand the memory was the N64. You had to have the expansion pack to play or the expansion pack. Sorry, to play um, Majora's Mask and then a couple of other games. And then, wireless controllers. Hello? Does everybody forget the Wave Bird on the GameCube? They do, Brad. They do.
0: Well, you know. Spoiler and, alert, they do. And, and honestly, that's where this really uh, comes back. Is that, yes, technically, uh, you know, you, you can continue to sing the praises of what sony and microsoft have done as far as pushing hardware limits but if you want to be brutally honest about it what they're doing is just trying to find a more and more innovative way to take a pc and scale it down to fit inside a console case whereas nintendo is coming up with new ways to experience gaming because the moment uh, that a console is trying to push resolution and frames per second, you're clearly trying to compete with the PC market, and you're not focusing on game quality or experience anymore. Nintendo does. I mean, even their games, they may uh, not be the most, uh, you know, high quality graphics that you get, but I mean, they, they're definitely memorable compared to what you get with just that repetition of the same shit for a Sony that Microsoft puts out and vice versa. Or, hey, you got the Xbox uh, game, when's the PC port coming out? Or, you know, getting that simultaneous release and finding out that the console uh, versions were buggy. Or, or is that one that a little too soon for uh, the uh, Cyberpunk fans?
1: No, no, no. It's not too soon. It's never too soon. (laughs) Just to say, I'm actually enjoying Cyberpunk. Yeah? Yeah, I haven't... Well, let me just knock on wood real quick. I haven't had any
0: issues. (laughs) Okay.
1: But, um, no, you are 100% right. I think Nintendo has always been a company that always looked at innovation first, and they've always looked at delivering the best gameplay experience first. Uh Uh-huh. And delivering the best games possible and that's why that's why so many of their franchises are going on their 30th and 35th anniversaries and still have titles coming out
0: yeah i mean how many sony or microsoft uh properties can say the same and i don't mean like that long a lifespan i mean a lifespan that literally uh, lasts the length of their consoles' existences, like all of them. They're, they're that whole side of their company. I mean, yep. you could have said Halo for Microsoft, but when was the last Halo game? Uh, like new Halo, Halo game, 5, not just which a... been
1: yeah, twenty fifteen Halo Five. So, and we're getting we're getting Infinite this year, in theory. Yeah, and th- yeah, fair in theory. <laughs> yeah, and Sony. I mean, I mean what what yeah. do they have
0: uh, that that you know can cl- uh, make the same claim? I mean, all the popular Target. franchises for them didn't start with PlayStation. All the popular no. franchises for them started PS2 or PS3.
1: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, not I mean, Dog Resident Evil the technically
0: started PlayStation but i mean they they are not playstation exclusive so it doesn't i don't think that really no. counts
1: no but you've got the, the uncharted series the last of us a couple of other big series that yeah but those have been... didn't
0: start with playstation and that's the thing you yeah they look did looks uncharted are you talking the
1: original playstation
0: original like the original playstation oh. not ps1 playstation full stop
1: um and that's the thing. Like, you can
0: look at Mario, you can look yeah. at Zelda, you can look uh, at most of Nintendo's pro- uh, major properties. They've been around since the NES. Uh, you can look yep. at, you know, Halo, technically, uh, you know, as as long as the the next one actually comes out. Uh, that's been around since the first Xbox, but, you know, that's what? Four console generations? Three.
1: Three? Well, no, well, yeah, four, because we are about, in the Series Yeah, about X, to be yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean... And no, Series S and X are the same generation, so n- nobody no. tries to say that, no. But, no. I mean, yeah, it- it's there are very few companies that are that loyal to their franchises and have that much faith in their proprietary franchises that they want to keep them going for as long as they
1: can. Well, it's also it, it's there. there's f- so few of those franchises that carry that longevity and that length of like the fact that they're that successful Mm. over multiple console generations
0: well and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Nintendo makes their own games Uh, all those Mm -hmm. proprietary you know there's a reason why they are proprietary uh, game franchises to Nintendo Um, they make them they control the quality they control uh, the rights whereas both Sony and uh, Microsoft, aside from Halo now technically uh, being under the Microsoft brand after they bought Bungie, um, everything else. Well, Bungie
1: was Bungie was them, and then Bungie oh, wha- left. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But they retained but, the rights to the Halo franchise.
0: Yeah, but I mean. Microsoft and Sony would prefer to outsource their games to big AAA companies, which, it's cheaper, sure, but it also creates less internal brand loyalty to their own game franchises. Nintendo, because it's their franchise, they have a reason to care about them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and Microsoft and Sony both do have studios that they work exclusively with, like Naughty Dog, like uh, 303 and, or not 303, 343 Industries, that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, but no, look, I think I think you're I think you're 100 right that it, the fact that everything is in-house Nintendo, like every now and then you'll get, you know, like Metroid Prime being, you know, sent to Retro Studios here in Austin. Um, but that's, like, really it. Like, you don't really see, you don't really see a lot of third-party studios working with first-party Nintendo titles, unless it's somebody that has a vision that Nintendo's like, yes, you, go, do it. Like, it's like I tell people, you know, when people come in to my place of work that shall stay unnamed but is video game related.
0: For legal reasons
1: yes uh it's like i always tell them like you know they'll be looking for third party like you know they'll look at third party accessories for the switch and be like man i just really love that first party nintendo quality i was like hey man i get it i do like a hundred percent like i am a nintendo whore i am first party nintendo everything but i do have third party pro controllers and the one thing i tell people is is that nintendo doesn't just let anybody make shit for their stuff
0: yeah. They, they have a very high standard for quality control, which you yep. can't really say the same thing for Microsoft or Sony.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, I think it's more the, the, the place that it's most apparent is the games.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it
1: is like it is like as I'm sitting here, <laughs> it's funny as I'm sitting here talking to you, I look up at the the blanket that I have over. Um, as my backdrop behind the camera to to try to ambient to try to knock out all of the ambient echoing in this room and everything.
0: Sound treatment, sure, sure.
1: Thank, yeah, there you go. Sound treatment, <laughs> thank you. And it's a Legend of Zelda and it's a Legend of Zelda blanket. Yeah. You know, a franchise that's celebrating, I believe, its thirty fifth anniversary this year. If I'm not mistaken. Well, a year you were... after Mario celebrated its thirty fifth anniversary last year.
0: Well, you want to talk about longevity and ideas. Um, Nintendo was the first one to try to pull off 3D graphics, like true Mm -hmm. 3D graphics. Their first attempt failed miserably, but then they uh, came back to it with the uh, Nintendo 3DS. And they came back to it again with uh, the next version of the 3DS and they've continued to keep coming back to 3d graphics in ways that neither Sony or Microsoft have really pulled off Um, now are some of their games technically capable of 3d graphics Uh, if you have a 3d TV maybe i i'd have to do a little bit of extra research on that one because i uh, that's not really my area of expertise but yeah i
1: don't know that's a good question but i mean i mean yeah, they're like... they
0: they're continuing with it that you look at the portable consoles everything that they started from the original game boy those ideas have held through you know from the number of uh, buttons on the console to uh the size of the screen they've uh that was the starting place for all of the uh following portable systems uh and every new iteration has built off the last one it, there's a longevity of ideas with their systems that you just don't see with everybody else
1: the fact that nintendo basically cornered and owned an entire section of the video game industry with the handheld market for as long as they did tells you everything you need to know and I don't mean and, and I don't mean that they didn't have competition. I mean Sega put out the Game Gear and a couple of others and got squashed. And then Sony came out with the PSP and the Vita and got fucking raffle stomped. To the point that Sony put out a release basically saying like, yeah, you know what? We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're just we're we're going back to we're going back over here like, well, we don't I I think they even said something along the lines of like we don't see like we don't see handheld gaming as a market that's yep. that's profitable or that's that's viable or whatever. And I'm just sitting there looking, I'm like, you say this as Nintendo is literally selling hundreds of millions of 3DSs.
0: Well, on top of that, I mean, they, those other uh, guys got kicked out of the market by mobile gaming. And mm-hmm. yet, when mobile gaming started to become such a massive thing and scared off all the rest of the competition... Not only did they continue to push their, uh, 3DS, uh, the 3DS XL, and, you know, later, uh, you know, the 3, uh, the 2DS 2DS, XL, XL. um, they, they fucking doubled down and said, you know what, no, our console, our main console is gonna be fucking portable, and it, that was so popular, now we're gonna make a light version of it that is exclusively portable. So, yep. yeah, they're not afraid of the mobile gaming market because they understand that they're offering something that mobile gaming can't. And that's the thing that if you're pushing for uh, the number of sales, if you're pushing for the quality of graphics uh, the, uh, w- within a traditional market uh, and you're not trying to innovate, that's the kind of stuff that's going to run you out of the market. Nintendo doesn't let uh, something like mobile gaming or industry norms stop them from trying something new because they think internally this is a good idea. They prove that the market's willing to accept their idea because they do it right.
1: Nintendo has been around since 1890. Yeah. They started as a card and tabletop company. Mm -hmm. If anybody ever, ever... Wants to know how unkillable Nintendo is? Just look at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they they are uh, older than almost any modern entertainment company in existence. It is impressive. Like, their lifespan uh, rivals that of Hollywood Studios.
1: Like, if you... If anybody wants to know just how innovative Nintendo is and how they're always evolving and how they're always changing, they like just they they started making fucking card games and tabletop games. Yeah. They now make portable home. They now make portable consoles and corner an entire section of an entire billion dollar industry.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, they ain't yeah. going anywhere yeah Uh, now we could keep going on and on uh, breaking down even specific games at this point but I feel like after 38 minutes of this uh, any more uh, Nintendo love is going to make it sound like we are uh, a little too into Nintendo if you know what I mean Uh, I mean (laughs) I know I know you you do have legitimate hard on for Nintendo I get it uh, but
1: I mean, I don't think I don't think it would be that weird. They are a Japanese company.
0: <laughs> Fair. You can buy uh,
1: you can buy you can buy used underwear from vending machines over there. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just well, saying. Well,
0: be- before we start crossing the line into territory we really can't recover from, <laughs> uh, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We absolutely appreciate your time. Um, Please do not forget, if you have not already, don't forget to subscribe to whatever audio platform uh, you are listening to us on. Uh, Subscribe to us for uh, our latest updates every time they come out. Please do not forget to also check out the videos for our shows over on YouTube and Facebook. Um, And like, share, follow, send to your friends comment we would absolutely appreciate all of that uh, but yeah uh, Mike this has been fun
1: it's been a lot of fun yep. it's a lot of fun letting me geek out over something that I am a complete whore over fair <laughs> now we need to add Nintendo as much as possible to see if they'll give us free shit because I would do horrible 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 things for free Nintendo stuff and for a sponsorship Fair. Uh, <laughs> I would just, I, I would just. They walk into the room, and I would just be like, "Do whatever you want to me. Just give me free shit." Wow.
0: With that, guys, thank you so much. Um, as always, I'm Brad. That's Mike. We're Dells Geek. Mm-hmm. And until next time, see ya.